0: Welcome back to another episode of Double Teamed with Kami and Nikki. This is Kami, the one always starting this thing. <laughs> and this is Nikki. Well. Otherwise, how else am I gonna get some talking in here? All right. Hey, that's not fair. I'm kidding. Yeah, you're the one with the content here, you know? Yeah, I guess so, but uh, anyways. Okay, so today's episode, I was watching a TikTok earlier and it was, Basically like a little snippet of another podcast, The Vial Files by Nick Vial, which I never really listened to this podcast. They had a very interesting little snippet. It was Nikki Glazier. She's a comedian, basically, and she was talking about something along the lines of, you know, women respecting men for making the sacrifice of being monogamous to them because men are not meant to be monogamous. And so when they do that for us, we should praise them. Anyways, it was a pretty controversial statement. I ran to the comments. (laughs) And of course there was a lot of, oh my god, she's so right. Oh my god, no, what the fuck? Like, understandably so. Kimmy, what'd you think of the TikTok? Well, there's definitely gonna be two sides of you know people's opinions. My favorite, I saw one comment that was like, is she being serious right now? I can't tell And I thought the same thing, not only because I do not feel we need to validate men for making a sacrifice, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's the wrong way of looking at it. I think that's, yeah, we don't need to boost their egos that way. I have a lot of opinions on this, but I think Nikki's got the organization here for us to tackle this subject head on. Okay. Well, I'm not necessarily tackling that specific subject, but I did go listen to the rest of the podcast because I was intrigued, which I mean, basically that little snippet on TikTok worked. It got my attention. I went to go listen to the episode and and see what it was about. So basically uh, she had read this book called Getting to I Do, which sounds like it's a book about marriage, but really it's like this whole thing where essentially that book uh, was saying that, you know, in every relationship there's masculine and feminine energy And how women need to be that feminine energy so that men don't, I guess, aren't threatened by women's masculine energy. In reality, we all carry masculine and feminine energy. I know for myself, I do tend to have a lot of masculine energy. But regardless, one of the things that the author had said was that women shouldn't have casual sex to honor and respect themselves. Because when we have sex with men... We release kind of a rush of hormones, oxytocin, am I saying that correctly? And, and basically we're like chemically bonded to men uh, when we orgasm, when we have sex with them. So Nikki Glaser was saying that she doesn't sleep with men uh, until she's dating with them because she chooses to honor and respect herself by not basically, you know, taking that drug that chemical reaction right there that happens when you orgasm from sex with a man is like a drug. So she, she removes that so that I guess she has a better approach to relationships and, or, you know, she doesn't get chemically bonded. And, and, you know, then later on men ghost or leave or change their minds, whatever. And she, she doesn't have that attachment to them. So all of that I thought was very interesting and, and I thought to myself, you know, I've been non-monogamous for a couple years now, and I've had a lot of casual sex with men without feeling, emotions, attachment, you know, kind of those bonding feelings with them. I've been able to successfully do that. And I think if you're going to be in a non-monogamous relationship, you kind of had to have that. All the time, people ask me there, and even my husband, when we started this, he was like, aren't you afraid you're going to catch feelings for someone? and leave me? Or people ask me, aren't you afraid that he will catch feelings for someone through having sex and leave? Like, I get that. That That's a valid concern, in my opinion. Because yeah, it is a chemical reaction. and, And yes, having intimate moments with someone does lead to feelings. But I think there are ways to have casual sex without attaching feelings and emotions in a way that can make it successful for non-monogamous relationships or even monogamous Well, people. and I think all of this also stems from, you know, we are conditioned to see sex and love as a thing that it goes hand in hand together. Absolutely. And sex it takes, equals love. Love ex- equals sex. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, they let this conditioning stay in their minds and they never break free from looking at it as, okay, maybe I don't have to be in love with someone to have sex. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that can all come from, you know, preference and all that good stuff. And I celebrate anybody who, you know, prefers to be in love with their, you know, partners in order to have sex. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't like the approach that this book is taking basically saying, women, you can't have casual sex because you're going to catch feelings. You're going Bitch to be or not. Yeah, you're going to be chemically bonded to these men. Let me tell you something. In college, when I began my promiscuity, I'm not going to lie. The first two years, I was usually emotionally attached to 99% of the men that I slept with. I wanted their attention, I wanted their validation, I wanted all these things. Why? Because I was insecure in my own self-love and I never really took the time to work on myself. Fast forward, you know, through my college years, now we're into the latter two. I finally realized not every man I sleep with is going to be my love story. Right. Absolutely. And that's when I started to find empowerment in casual sex. And I did. I found this one guy who, his name is Trevor. I hope he remembers me because I remember him. And I look back (laughs) on him. I look back on him very fondly because we had great sex. We had a friendship. And that was it. I never fell in love with him, I never got overly attached, I never found myself always on my phone like Trevor, 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 no. I was able to detach myself, I was able to detach my emotions from him so that I could have this friendship, this casual sex and it was great. And you know, like I said, that was my biggest lesson of empowerment is realizing, and I remember this because I was listening to T-Swift, Love Story, and there was this one guy that I was, like, severely, like, enamored by. Not Trevor. Someone else. His name was Joey. Hi, Joey. <laughs> Anyways. And I was enamored with Joey. We had great sex as well. But I looked at him. And despite all my feelings, I looked at him and I realized he's not my love story. Right. No, I think that's great. I, for me, it actually started a little bit earlier than college. I had basically a friends with benefits in high school. You remember him, Cammie. He used to drop me off at his house all the time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'd have to wait at the front of the house in the car with the AC blasting. <laughs> Anyways, I had nowhere else to go while she needed to fulfill this dick appointment. I'm like, oh. but what I loved, that was the first time that I ever had actually, I think I drove to Sonic and got slushies. Really? Keep he going. did live near Sonic. Anyways, with this guy, we had, I was young, I was 17, I think he was too. He was my age. He was brand new to the school. All the girls thought he was so cute. And I was like, oh. Wait, okay. I thought gonna... the person I was thinking of was Roman. Oh, okay. It was yeah, Roman. It's oh, Roman. okay. Absolutely. I was like, wait, yeah. hold on. <laughs> Anyways, everyone thought he was so cute. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to make that dick mine. And by that, I meant I'm, I'm going to enjoy that. And I just remember we would have the most fun, casual sex. And we would hang out. We would, you know, like try all kinds of stuff together. I actually met him through another guy that I was hooking up with, but he was the first one that like, we had almost a year, almost two year long friends with benefits relationship. And in those two years we hung out. I I remember hanging out with his parents, like but it was always just a friendship. And it you was, think back on him fondly, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You never think back on, oh my God, he's the one that got away. Oh no, my God. No, 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 no. I loved him. No. No, I look back and I'm like, we had a great time. We were able to explore a lot together sexually. And I mean, yeah, I've got this stupid little grin on my face remembering the things that I used to do with him at 17 on that staircase that overlooked his neighborhood. A tear God. <laughs> but essentially, you know, that was that was my first experience with casual sex And I think it kind of, you know, set me up for the lifestyle that I live now in a way, because in that relationship, I learned how to uh, detach sex and love. And that was at a pretty young age, to be honest. Let's get back a little bit here to, you know, if you're looking to be in a non-monogamous relationship, but the question in your mind comes up, what if I get feelings for someone and now it threatens my relationship? It's a very valid concern. Um, So here are my little tips on how you can approach casual sex with someone and be able to detach, I guess, or look at it in a in a different perspective that allows you to enjoy it for what it is and not something that's gonna lead to an emotional attachment. And again, this is for non-monogamous relationships, polyamorous, completely different subject. You know, we talked about that in another episode. That's a different layer of the non-monogamy cake. We're talking about the layers where you're just playing with people. So let's get to it. And hold on. So yeah, before we get to Nikki's tips and tricks, first, (laughs) I just, man, that that statement about women can't have casual sex is just really getting to me. So I just want to preface this with women, go find your casual sex or whatever it is that you want to do, go do it. I know me and my fellow hoes are out here living our best lives, but... To the women who are too scared, you can do this. Well, one thing that Nikki Glazier had brought up is that, you know, she she doesn't have sex until they're in a relationship because she's afraid that the men, you know, are, are going to leave. They're not going to show commitment. They're not going to show her the things or the qualities that she wants to see in a man that's a husband. So that's why she won't have sex with them. I understand that. I get it. But then, now, you're looking at it as sex is a reward, for them showing you commitment or trust or longevity, consistency. You're using sex as a reward. And in my opinion, that's not gonna change a man's motivations at all. I agree with that completely. I remember I watched a TikTok with this girl named Tinks. I can't remember. So it's me, Tinks, something like that is her handle. Real cool girl. Anyways, she had said, she was like, when you're with a man, when you decide to sleep with him is not going to change his motivation what he wants out of you. So whether you do, you have sex on the first date or whether you have sex, you know, in the in the 10th date, that's not going to change the motivation of why they want to sleep with you, why they want to be with you, you know, how they see you. Let me give an example of that. Me and my dom. Okay. So, or who I call daddy. He and I, don't laugh. I'm not laughing. Okay, just, we don't kink shame. We're not. I'm not anyway, kink not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Anyways. So me and my dom began, um, my dom and I, for all you grammar people out there, we started out with sex, right? Just sex. And throughout the, I don't know how many months we've been together now, that has evolved into something else, into something more. Mm -hmm. So it can happen. And just like like you said, like Tink said, the motivation can be the same whether you sleep with them on the first date or on the third date or, you know, six months later. Oh, if you wait three dates instead of one to sleep with them, then now they're going to have more feelings for you and now they're going to want to stay with you unless compared to, you know, leaving after a, a couple of days. Like if it's going to evolve and grow from just sex into something else, that will happen regardless of when you choose to give them sex. Exactly. And same goes for men. I mean, you know, this this works both ways. But so I that's where I thought, you know, Nikki Glacier could, you know, maybe change her perspective a little bit because it sounded like she has a lot of, you know, sexual desires, a lot of sexual promiscuity, but she's so afraid of getting bonded to someone. You know, so she's guarding herself essentially. I mean, that's not going to come into her. I get that, but I think that's a, a coping mechanism. So now she's denying herself happiness because she thinks the outcome is going to change if she withholds sex. And I just, I disagree with that. And I I think maybe she should change her perspective a little bit so that she's able to still enjoy casual sex while she's looking for what she is, you know, looking for, you know, a commitment, a husband. And I will say I'm an emotional person. I love being cared for and being cherished and all those good things. And I get the fear because I have a, tremendous fear of loss that's been present in my life for a long time but I still allow myself to be vulnerable because I want to leave myself open to any opportunity mm-hmm. I don't I, I think wh- she's 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 kind of taking away some of that vulnerability well, and in it's, what she's but doing. and that's the thing I think a lot of people forget that vulnerability can be a very beautiful beautiful thing they can I agree I mean vulnerability is is, you know, what allows my husband and I to live the lifestyle that we do in non-monogamy. You know, we're, we're vulnerable not only with each other, but with other people. So I, I agree completely. So, okay, now can we get back to it? Yeah, let's get to Nikki's <laughs> tips and tricks on removing emotions from sex. Right. Okay, and now this is, you know, this is my take on all of it. These are some of the things that I've practiced myself. Um, I know these are some of the things that I've discussed with my husband as we, you know, go out and and approach uh, non-monogamy So yeah, like I said, it's doable. I I know if you can do it and it's possible. I believe in you All right, let's get to it first and foremost Two things we fuck with gammy, What are they? Boundaries and condoms, right? I know we always talk about boundaries on this But I think this is the first step that you definitely have to keep in mind if you're going to have casual sex Okay boundaries. You have to respect them for yourself. And here are some common ones that I think can really help you. This is one that actually my husband and I practice no sleepovers. Granted, As we've gotten into more polyamory, that one's changed a little bit. But in the beginning of all of this, that's one thing we said, no sleepovers with people. And I think that's important because when you're, you know, sleeping with someone, you know, in at night, when you're cuddling or in the morning, when you wake up draped across each other, those are intimate moments where you might start feeling some of those, you know, warm, fuzzy little emotions creeping in. So that could be one, you know, that you implement. If I'm going to go have my fun with a dude, I'm going to go, we're going to do our fun. Yeah, we'll chat for a little bit. I don't have to leave right away. You know, maybe we, afterwards we can grab some food, hang out, whatever. But then I'm going home. I'm going back to my bed. That way you you kind of separate that environment a little bit. I think that's a pretty easy one. Or maybe, you know, to take it a step further, minimal cuddling, you know. And I'm a cuddler. So this is a problem for me. <laughs> I get that. See, I for me, it just kind of depends Sometimes I like to after sex, I'm just, I want to starfish out and relax, especially if it was like super intense. Other times I want to cuddle, but I think keeping it to kind of a minimum is what will help you, again, avoid some of those more intimate moments. Um, when the, <laughs> this I think is really funny. One that I thought of when I thought about boundaries. This is a newfound boundary for me. And okay, so I, this is going to sound really gross and weird, but please just hear me out. There's no judgment here. Right. Okay. I love popping pimples and blackheads. And a pattern that I noticed in the last three men that have ghosted me because they weren't sure how they felt about me. In most of the situations, I popped some of their pimples like on their back or on their face or on their shoulders after sex. Because you're sitting there, you kind of, you know, you're both naked, you're looking at each other and you're like, oh, you got a really good pimple. That's an intimate thing. Yeah, it is intimate. I mean, like, I do that with my husband all the time. And I never, like, again, just because I'm able to detach, like, I never looked at it as something so intimate. But I remember one of the guys, you know, afterwards, you know, we fucked and then there I was popping all his pimples on his back. And he goes, he goes, the last time someone did that to me was my girlfriend three years ago. I'm like, oh, he, I was like do you, do you want me to stop he was like no, no 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 you're fine he was like I just no one's done that in in a long time and I'm like oh okay I didn't think anything of it and then he ghosted me and come to find out you know he just wasn't sure about things and and you know some of his emotions and anyways so yeah last three guys that have ghosted me have a I've popped their pimples so maybe don't pop their pimples but you know kind of what you might see here is avoid some of those intimate moments. All right. Or another one could be like in regard to communication. I'm not saying you have to ignore them and like not care or not be thoughtful, but don't text them all the time. Good morning, sweetie. How are you? Know, how are good you? Morning. How's your day? Yeah. Good night. Like, good night. Like all those things, like talking to them on a daily basis, like constantly is going to create this routine. Okay. This routine where you're used to talking to them, you're used to getting attention from them. And now, you know, you that starts bleeding into you know, stuff in the bedroom. I still text my guys, you know, occasionally here and there, like, hey, how's your weekend? Or if I knew they had something coming up, like, oh, how was that, you know, party you went to or, you know, if it's their birthday, things like that. Like, I'm not saying you have to be, like, a stone-cold bitch or guy in this situation, but, you know, remember... A stone-cold dick. A stone-cold (laughs) dick. I like that. Um, But, again, you know, if you build these routines and these intimate moments with them, you're going to start... Probably developing some of those feelings. So just keep them to a minimum and try to set some boundaries around what that looks like. And as you respect those boundaries, you'll find that it's easier for you to maintain kind of that level of friendship or whatever it is that you're looking for with them without attaching emotions. I will say I remember when my fuck buddy in college, good old Trevor, he and I really only texted when we were DTF. That was it? right that's totally fine sometimes i'd he'd come to the bar that i worked at and you know we'd have a conversation here and there or you know he'd invite me to hang out with him and his friends but that was it i think that's totally fair yeah keep it casual keep it casual and that's what it is i mean it's a casual friendship with benefits but yeah keep it casual you don't need to check in on them every day spend the night at their house now you're making breakfast for them in the morning No, no 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 none of that no, those are those are wife and girlfriend duties. Okay, I don't cook breakfast for anyone but my husband. All right? You barely cook breakfast. I barely cook breakfast for my husband. <laughs> okay, I'm not. It's a novelty uh, when you do. Exactly. And so I do that for him. Okay? I, I'm Guys, I'm not a cook. Anyways. All right, moving along. So another one that I recommend is, okay, say this guy is giving you bomb dick. Okay? The way... He fucks you the way he goes down on you. I get it. It's amazing. And you absolutely love the way he does it. Okay. I I understand that that's great. And we love that. We cherish that. But do not put him on a pedestal just because he's giving you bomb dick. There's a lot of bomb dick out there. Exactly. Believe me, I lost an eight-inch... God. (laughs) That was... (laughs) But let me tell you, I I told you the first time I hooked up with him, I got down on my knees and proposed to just his dick. Not him, his dick. Right. And it was, I mean, that was some of the most bomb sex I've ever had. He made me orgasm nine times in an hour. Wow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions website for details. And you know what? I of course I was sad when I lost that. But you know what? I found some more bomb dick after that. Exactly. So don't don't look at them through these rose-colored lenses, like, oh my god, they're it's so good and it's so amazing, and and you know, now they're they're perfect. You know, they're absolutely everything that I want. No, they're not, honey, okay, because no one is, realistically. But but let's go into that a little bit more. They may be great in bed, but they are still human. They're still capable of disappointing you. They're still capable of making you upset and making you feel things. They're not gonna be perfect. The sex may be great, but that doesn't mean that in a relationship, in a romantic setting, or you know, a a lifelong partner that they're gonna be all of that just because it's good sex. And I think this is something that Nikki Lazor needs to keep in mind. Just because it's good sex does not mean, like you said earlier, that they're your love story. So take them off that pedestal. Whatever it is that you need to do to remove them from that pedestal, to see them as a human who isn't perfect just because of the bomb sex. Tinks, the girl I mentioned earlier, she also had a TikTok that I watched where she said she has an ick list. So anytime a guy does something that makes you kind of like, uh you know, and I think that it's not for him to see, you know, and and we all do things that are cringy. But if that helps you to kind of see him as a human and, and someone that's not, you know, totally perfect, do it. Well, and I think women also will put men on a pedestal with or without sex. Right. Absolutely. You're right. So like Nikki Glaser was saying, she waits to have sex. I get that. And I agree in the sense of like, maybe you want to have that time to figure out how rosy are those rose colored glasses. But I mean, it's true. I think women tend to very easily put men on a pedestal because we're kind of conditioned to do so. Yeah, no, you're probably right. You have to break out of that. You know, because I, you know, she did mention something that I agreed with her, uh, Nikki Glaser in the podcast. She said, you know, if you think your man isn't looking at other girls, you're insane. Absolutely. I know my husband's looking at other girls. I know he's going to be attracted to other girls. I'm okay with that because I'm secure in myself, but I don't put him on this pedestal of, oh, now that we're married, he only has eyes for me. No. And in realizing all of that, you know that's how we're able to practice non monogamy in a way that isn't threatening to us. Well, yeah, this takes us back to our good old potluck. Bring that food back again, okay? Everyone brings it. Every yeah. man, even every woman, is good. You, if you are attracted to something, you're going to look at it and be attracted to it. Right. You okay. can't expect your partner to never be attracted. To someone else again the moment they choose you exactly that's just completely asinine so now you can't expect them to you know choose you and be with you but they're still gonna look at the menu you know and that's that, okay that brings me to my next little bullet point of things to practice with you know your secondary partners lower your expectations and by that, I mean, have no expectations of them. Now, didn't still have the expectation of basic human decency? Okay, yeah, I think that's a fair one. But don't expect them to call you. Don't expect them to check in on you. Don't expect them to get you a glass of water after. If they do that, that's great. That's nice. Uh, if you have to ask, like, no big deal. But, like, see, if you have these expectations of them, then it's going to lead to disappointment. And you're so if you have these expectations, maybe they meet them. Or maybe they meet a couple of them, and now you're starting to develop these feelings of like, oh, there's potential here, you know. Or they disappoint you, and now you have these emotions. And again, these emotions kind of get attached to that person, whether they're bad or good. Still, you're you're bringing emotions to the table. So well, I say, lower the your way, expectations. The way I look at expectations is, I mean, sometimes yes, it's easier said than done, especially if you do start to develop emotions. But, and, oh, actually, you know what? I'll give this great example. My British guy. I don't really call him my British guy anymore because we don't have sex anymore. But when we did, we fucked within the first five minutes of meeting each other. and Love that. Yeah. Cool guy, zero expectations, though. And I remember one time he texted me and he was like, you know what? You're really easy to, you know talk to his friends because yeah sometimes we'd have you know here and there a conversation and he was like but it's really cool that you don't expect anything out of me Mm -hmm. he was like I like you know I have a very busy lifestyle and right now I'm really focusing on myself but I like that I can hit you up we can have sex there's no emotions there's no expectations we both go home after and yeah it's cool that's a great way to, that's, in my opinion, that's a great way to approach it. That's, and that's I was a healthy like the way to approach it. Right on. Right. And from there, you know, the time that my Dom and I became more serious and exclusive, you know, I told him, hey, I'm sorry, but, you know, we can't continue this anymore. And he was like, no, you're good. Let's be friends. If you ever find yourself single, hit me up again. And I was like, okay, right on. But with the majority of my dudes, I look at it as, or I set the expectation at, this is going to be something for fun, casual. I don't expect anything out of you other than, you know, yeah, basic human decency. And hopefully, you know, you hit me up for sex too. But when you lower those expectations and, and you kind of, you know, put this outline for them in this casual relationship, you know, now there's kind of clear communication there and there's no expectations. So it removes those emotions attached to expectations, in my opinion. Yeah, and anytime they do something, you know, sentimental or nice, like that's a nice surprise. It's super fun, but you don't have to get attached to it. Right. It it can be just a nice thing that they did, but it doesn't. It doesn't need to be something that now you're like, they care about me. You know, that that can kind of go along with what we mentioned earlier and the boundaries. You know, expectations and boundaries can kind of go hand in hand. Yes. In a way, and so especially for non monogamous relationships, you know, if they're your secondary you know, you can let them know my, with my primary, these are our boundaries. These are the expectations, outline those, figure out when that time is to outline them. And now you kind of have this established uh, framework for approaching the relationship so that, you know, your secondaries doesn't start blurring the lines with your primary. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very true. And so if you are non-monogamous, it could be that way. You could have the ones that are just casual, the ones that you're exploring maybe some deeper emotions with, and then your primary, So, now, we've mentioned this a lot, detaching. You know, I think that can be really hard for men and women to do. It's not just for women, but for men and women to do, detaching those emotions from sex. And this is where I feel like I have a lot of experience in this because, well, you know, going back to my my friends with benefits in high school, Roman, that was the first time I was able to detach emotions from sex, seeing it as something fun and being able to enjoy that but detaching can be a very hard thing if you're not necessarily emotionally intelligent and it's also a roller coaster it's not going to look perfect or black and white every single time and so i think with detachment you have to change your perspective on sex you really do well yes probably the best way to start it is you know your perspective of of how you're looking at the sex that you want to have in this non-monogamous relationship your perspective is this is going to be a fun experience we're going to explore some kinks we're going to explore new people we're going to explore group sex you're looking at it as it's exploration you want to satisfy that fantasy that is what the sex is providing you not love not commitment not you know intimacy cuz you already have that with your primary So now with with the people that you're pursuing for your secondaries or for your uh, your fun, keep that perspective in mind. Okay, let's talk about some of those emotions that you might attach to sex. Fear of loss, going back to what about that bomb dick? What if I lose that? Oh my God, I want to keep that. Now I'm attaching all these emotions to it, the emotion of fear of loss to the bomb dick. No, guess what? There's a replacement. There's someone else that's going to satisfy your sexual needs if he doesn't. What if you attach those feelings of love? Oh, they're doing these things, and and they're really cool, and I like them. And, you know, maybe you've been in your relationship with your, with your primary for a while now, and, and these new things that this guy or girl is doing are exciting. Okay, well, again, look at it from the perspective of this person is an experience. This is not my love story. Or what maybe they're giving you validation in some way the way that they talk to you the way that they have sex with you change that to a perspective of i have my own internal validation i get validation from my partner i don't need validation from this person i don't need this person to want me or to give me that i can do it myself or i can get that from my partner so and all of these things can apply to not just non-monogamy but also you know any person starting out with just one relationship. Yeah. No, I think this is applicable for for both sides. I'm just, you know, talking about it from a non-monogamous perspective, you know, if you're if you're entering that, but absolutely if you're a single girl or a guy and you want to be able to have multiple sexual partners and enjoy hot girl hot boy hot day summer, this is how you're going to do it. Detach and it all starts with emotional intelligence and maybe changing your perspective. Well, and I mean, so I wasn't emotionally intelligent when I was 17 and having sex with that guy at the time. But in doing so with him, in experiencing that with him, and then going on to have having multiple casual sexual partners after him, I was able to start building some of that emotional intelligence. You know, this is something that I hope maybe Nikki Glazier can help accomplish because, um, you know, Girl sounds like she needs some dick. Now here's the thing. I've seen TikToks where it's like, you know, the list of people you've slept with. I don't know. And then like your notes app in your iPhone is like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this. Here's the thing. I used to have that list. I did too. And I then I stopped. To, I used to have that list of every single dick I fucked, first and last name. Okay? Oh, wow. Very Impressive. hard to achieve. Impressive. Okay, one dude, actually, the, the last name was iffy. I don't think I got the full last, you know, the full name. But I had a list up until, I want to say, you know, number twenty five, twenty six. 26. Every single dude, first and last name. But I went away with it. One day I looked at that list and I was like, this doesn't matter. Yes. Yes. This doesn't matter. They are not my love stories. They are not going to be in my life forever. And I will move on. I think I stopped counting at 28 too. I stopped keeping a list. Now, I, I kept track of the number. No, I stopped keeping track of that. And I, but, and well, to a certain extent, I am now at a ballpark. Yeah, I'm at a ballpark. I now know it, within the range, plus or minus, you know, five or six, I'm at a range where I know, okay, this is the rough estimate number of dudes I've slept with. But yeah, if you're keeping a list, that tells me you're attaching emotions, expectations, you know, certain feelings to these people that you slept you with. Because you want to remember them. Cause Yeah, because you want to remember them. Now, let me let me tell you. Do I remember every single dick I've slept with? Absolutely not. Now, yeah. have there been some key bomb moments that yes I love to look fondly, fondly back on? Of course. Now those I write down in my notes app. I don't. Oh really? Okay, there are no, pub- I keep a I, I keep a very, you know, misty memory in the back of my head. Like, oh, <laughs> I remember that. There are just a handful. I think it's only been like two or three. Guys, that I've written down, just some some fun little moments, but but I was thinking about it the other day that you know I don't really like I never look back on those, and there's really no need to either. But but I agree completely. The list, I stopped keeping a list. I used to. You always have yeah. to move forward, people. Yeah. Quit looking backwards. Yeah. This is this is why we keep doing this. And you know one thing that you know Nikki Glaser mentioned in the podcast is that you know humans are drawn to monogamy i completely disagree i can i well i know I, that because i'm not drawn to monogamy exactly i, can I, never I be am monogamous the against. complete opposite now have i mainly been in monogamous relationships of course i have
1: but, but yeah, that's yeah. because
0: i haven't found i haven't established trust with someone to explore polyamory or you know non-monogamous relationships it doesn't mean i don't want it now Going back to my earlier statement about generally everyone, you're going to find other people than just your partner attractive. That in itself, I would say, mainly proves the fact that. That's why we're non monogamous, because we're attracted to multiple people. Yeah. That non monogamous is not, or non monogamy is not, you know, this absurd thing. At the base of this conversation, I think it's very important to, you know, I celebrate the people who can find that one lasting love. I celebrate the people who, you know, are single and love themselves and really only have fun. I celebrate the people who are in non-monogamous relationships and can have that love and explore other sexual or emotional partners. At the same time. Exactly. There's a way to celebrate all of these. Yeah, you have to just find which one's for you and figure out how to best thrive in that environment that you choose. But I don't think you should let a getting to I do book tell you that you shouldn't have have casual casual sex. Yeah. Because God forbid you, uh, you know, attach feelings to somebody. No. No. it's disagree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, absolutely you can. Yes, you can. And what if you've changed your freaking perspective for a moment, if you take the second to uncondition yourself from the things that society tells us to do you can see that you are more than capable of being friends i'm getting really fired up here of being <laughs> pa- i love of, it now go pop off no sis. Of, of being friends with the opposite sex without I mean, benefits involved yeah exactly absolutely. how boundaries you have a boundary set that you are just friends, that this is not going to be a physical thing and, and, I, and, and, I, and friends respect those boundaries. And I want to and I want to ask this to any and I'm not trying to, you know, aim this at just women. But, you know, essentially the comments made in this, you know, book slash podcast alluded mainly to women. But let me ask you ladies this. Do you have male friends that are just friends and not not gay ones? But heterosexual men. Heterosexual men that are just your friends. Yes or no, I don't know. If the answer is yes, you are probably capable, you are most likely capable of having casual sex. Why? Because you can look at someone and be like, okay, I'm not attracted to them. I can be just their friend. You know, society says we have to, or maybe you are attracted to them, but you can still be just their friend. Exactly. And you can be like, okay, fuck what society says. I know what I feel. I know what I want out of this. I know what, how I can look at this. But okay, let's kind of wrangle it back in a little bit here. Going back to, you know, what she had said about being chemically bonded to men through sex. And why that's, you know, a reason why women can't, you know, necessarily have sex without Uh, attaching emotions and feelings to men. Let me tell you this. I realize there are chemicals involved here. Oxytocin, of course. Yeah, we're not going to deny that. I love that shit like candy, okay? I love me some feelings, and at the same time, you know, yeah, sex can not only release that, but dopamine, things like that. And, you know, she was saying that like an, an orgasm feels like a drug. I totally get that. Here's my perspective. And this is something that may help you ladies out there or men, you know, who, who look at someone that makes you c- orgasm and you're like, wow, now you're putting them on that pedestal, right? It's bomb dick, bomb pussy. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Now you start touching those emotions, fear of loss. I don't want to lose that. That felt so good. I want that to be mine. Right? Okay. Okay. Here's my perspective on it. When I'm having sex with a man and I want to orgasm, nine times out of ten, that means I'm riding his dick. Okay? Or in cowgirl position, I'm on top. I'm using his dick to reach my orgasm. Because and actually this is something I do remember Nick Vial had said in one of his other orga- in one of his other not orgasms. In one of his other podcasts, is he said, when it comes to sex, get yours. Don't go into sex and hope and wish that they make you come. No, go after your orgasm. Get yours. And I absolutely agree with that. And I'm going to get mine. This is where my switch mentality comes in. You know, if I'm not being a sub that day, if I'm, you know, just doing a, a little bit more of an experience, I'll take control, get on top, use that dick to reach my orgasm. And when I do, I'm not sitting there looking at that man and thinking, wow, I just came because of him. His dick is amazing. And he is amazing for 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 all of that no i did that i accomplished that orgasm for myself his dick was a tool i used it it was fun i got my orgasm now i'm gonna lay back down so he can pound my pussy and get his well because let's be honest no one knows better than you on how to make you orgasm. Right, and that's why guys or girls are always like, "Oh my God, he's so selfish. He doesn't make me come." Guess what, he only girl? Knows- did you just lay in the back uh, on your back the whole time? No wonder you didn't fucking come. Right, he only knows how to make himself come, and I'm not saying that you both need to necessarily figure out how to make each other come. And that's great if you do, but at the end of the day, you know the rhythm, you know the the, the friction, you know the pace, the speed that's going to get you there. So do it. Do it yourself and give yourself the credit. Sure, yes, his dick helps. Your attraction to him helps. You know, the the fact that y'all have good sexual chemistry helps. But at the end of the day, you use that dick to get your orgasm. So there, change that perspective. That oxytocin that's releasing, that chemical bond, put that on you. Chemically bond to yourself. And this kind of, you know, kind of ties into, you always see like the memes and the posts about like, Oh, men can't make women come because men know how to make themselves come. And yeah, through time, they learn how to make women come. But guess what? Every woman is different. Just because little Johnny over here learned that Caitlin can come when, you know, he's doggy style, you know, fucking her, that's great. But then he goes and sleeps with Patricia. They're doing doggy, she doesn't come. Why? Guess what? Patricia can only come from clit stimulation. Right. Every person's different. You know how to make you come. You go into that sexual experience, realizing, okay, the goal here is I'm going to orgasm. And then yeah, it's really nice when they ask you, "Have you came?" Yeah, I did. Okay, <laughs> now he's now it's like now that this is when you're like, okay, you need to come, or you know, <laughs> you, can come are you gonna now? come for me, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite one. <laughs> are you gonna come for me, baby? And they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come." And you're like, "Thank God." <laughs> I already came. Okay, yeah, I already I'm got sensitive. Mine I yours. have to pee. Like, <laughs> I got to get to brunch or whatever that looks like. At the end of the day, guys, we're trying to get to here. And no, we're that... not hating on anybody. No, no, we're not. Nikki, uh, we respect your... Yeah, Nikki Glazier, to, to clarify, because I'm Nikki too. But oh, yes. Nikki <laughs> Glaser, we, we respect that you approach your sex life the way that you do. But what I'm just, I'm offering a, a counter perspective on all of this and saying that women can have casual sex. And in my experience in non monogamy, I've had a lot of very successful casual sex. So I know it can be done. It's all doable. And hopefully you learned a couple things or or you got a new perspective on some of these. And I will say, say sex that can help. Dear getting to I do whatever the name of that book is, fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, but fuck off. I know. I, for a second, I was like, oh, maybe we should read the book before. I'm not going to read. It. Actually, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to read that. No, and no. And I'm going to write a blasted review on Goodreads. Also, guys, hit up my Goodreads. Goodreads is, is where I, I learned some more things about the book and kind of read some of people's opinions on it. So first I was like, yeah, maybe we should read it before we do this episode. And then after reading the reviews, I was like, nah, we don't need to read this. I've heard enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've heard enough. Uh, anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed this. We look forward to seeing you again next time we're back on Double Teamed. And go out and have that fun casual sex and remember. Or maybe go have that emotional sex. Well, yeah, whichever one you choose. Wear condoms, guys. Two things we fuck with. Boundaries Boundaries and and condoms. condoms. We love y'all. Go get your own. Peace out.